morning. Good morning. It is really good to be here with you again. I was fortunate to be able to be with you about a year ago. And uh, again, I really want to thank Leonard for his kindness to allow me to be able to speak with you from God's Word. Uh, the title of the message that we are going to look at this morning is A World Full of Bad News. If you have your Bibles, I'd like to ask you to turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. The main text that we are going to look at this morning is verses 14 through 21. So if you have your Bibles and would like to turn to that, and you could probably even leave your Bibles open to that passage because we will keep referring back to it. Plus, we're going to look at some other scriptures as well. Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse 14. Even though we're going to be talking about a world full of bad news, I want to begin by sharing some good news with you. Verse 14, it says... Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about Him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues and everyone praised Him. He went to Nazareth where He'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, He went into the synagogue as was His custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Would you bow with me? Father in heaven, thank you for this Lord's Day that you've given us. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you, the opportunity to study from your word. Father, we ask and pray that through your word, through the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would speak to our hearts this morning. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. A world full of bad news. You know, that's a rather depressing title for a sermon, but it really is true. You know, if you pick up the newspaper, or if you watch the news on television, or you look
look at the news on the internet, maybe on your iPhone or your iPad, your tablet, you listen to the news on the radio, it seems like we are always hearing bad news. Uh, let me just share a few things with you that have happened this year. I, I'm sure most of you are familiar with these items that have happened, bad news, but let's just take a minute or two and look at some of them. You know, most recently, one of the things that we have been hearing about are the wildfires out in California. You know, thousands and thousands of acres have been destroyed. Uh, people have lost their homes. People have lost their lives. Uh, animals have been killed in wildfires. Also, as we listen to the news, we hear the bad news about terrorist attacks happening all over the world. Here in our own country, one of the things that we are hearing more and more about is the bad news about mass shootings that are taking place. I'm sure many of you probably remember back in uh, October in Las Vegas, there was a country music concert and there was a shooter in a hotel and many people lost their lives because of that. We also hear the bad news about mass shootings happening in our uh, schools, at businesses, and even recently we've been hearing about mass shootings happening even in churches. As uh, Leonard mentioned, where my family and I live, we're pretty close to Cincinnati. And one of the things that was hard for me to get used to, but unfortunately I'm getting pretty used to it by now, is in Cincinnati, almost, almost every single day, somebody gets shot in Cincinnati. Every day. It took a while to wrap my brain around that, but unfortunately that's how it is. We also have heard this year the bad news about hurricanes that have hit throughout the world in Texas and Florida and Puerto Rico and the damage that has done. We've been hearing the bad news about sexual misconduct and harassment happening in politics and in the entertainment industry. And one other thing I want to share with you is the bad news, and again, especially in the area where I live, and I would imagine probably here as well, so much bad news about the heroin epidemic. As a matter of fact, in southwest Ohio where we live, we have made the national news because of the heroin epidemic there. I want to share something with you that I thought was rather uh, disturbing and almost unbelievable. Do you know what the leading cause of death is among people under the age of 50? Leading cause of death, drug overdoses. Last year, in the year 2016, it was reported that there were over 59,000 deaths 
from drug overdoses just in our country, just in that one year, 2016. Now, you need to understand, if you make a comparison to how huge that is, over 59,000 deaths in the year 2016, that is larger. Those are more deaths than all the casualties of the entire Vietnam War. Just in, in one year. In the year 2016. So we, we live in a world that is full, constantly full of bad news. But what I want to share with you this morning is that Jesus brings good news into a world full of bad news. If you do have your, your Bibles, I want you to look with me again here at Luke chapter 4. And I want to share with you what is happening here in this scripture. It tells us, now this is very early on in Jesus' ministry. He's just beginning his ministry. And in verse 14 it says that Jesus has returned to the region of Galilee. He, he's filled with the Holy Spirit. He, he's preaching and ministering in the power of the Holy Spirit. And it says that news is spreading throughout the land about him. He is preaching and teaching in the synagogues. And as he does that, he comes to his hometown in Nazareth, where he had grown up. It says that on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue. And as he went into the synagogue, he stood up to read from God's word. Now, of course, back then they didn't have Bibles like we do today. They had scrolls. And the attendant handed Jesus the scroll of the book of Isaiah. And so in, in our Bibles today, it would actually be chapter 61. Jesus carefully unrolled the scroll to where chapter 61 would be. And Jesus read these words, and let me read them to you again. Jesus read, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then it says that he rolled the scroll back up, he handed it to the attendant, and Jesus sat down. And it says that all of the eyes of the people in the synagogue were fast on him. And then Jesus said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus brings good news into a world constantly filled with bad news. Now, here's what I want us to try to do this morning. If you were listening closely, hopefully you noticed the passage that Jesus read from Isaiah. There are four groups of people that Jesus spoke about that he came to bring good news to. He came to bring good news to the poor, he came to bring good news to the prisoners. 
He came to bring good news to the blind and he came to bring good news to the oppressed. Those four groups. We're going to take a look at those four groups and what I want you to try to do is to try to figure out which group you fit into. I'm sure that you fit into at least one of the four groups. And for many of us, including myself, many of us fit into more than just one of those four groups. So let's take a look at the four groups this morning and see what God's Word has to say to us. The first group that Jesus talks about when he read from Isaiah chapter 61 from the scroll we see that Jesus brings good news to the poor. It tells us here in the passage that Jesus came, that he was anointed to preach or proclaim good news to the poor. Now, now who are the poor? The, the word poor refers to poverty of any and every kind but actually, I think that Jesus, when he was talking about the poor, I think that probably what he meant was those who are poor spiritually. How are you poor spiritually? Any person who goes through life without God and consequently without hope is spiritually poor. You can have a lot of things in life, and a lot of us do. You know, we live in probably one of the richest countries in the world. A lot of us drive nice cars. A lot of us live in nice homes. A lot of us probably have full bank accounts. A lot of us dress in maybe designer clothes. But no matter how much you might have, if you don't have God in your life, if you don't have hope that comes from God in your life, you are poor. And you can never get any more poor than that. You know, here in our country, we have a lot of people who unfortunately are, are out of work, who are laid off, who are unemployed, who are disabled. We have people in homeless shelters. We have people in our country who are on welfare, food stamps, government assistance. But again, true freedom, uh, I'm sorry, true poverty comes from not having God in our lives. True riches only come through Jesus Christ. Let's take a look at a second group that Jesus talks about. In the passage, he talks about the prisoners. Jesus brings good news to the prisoners. The scripture says that he came to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. Now, I did some research not too long ago. I'm the kind of person that likes uh, statistics. And if my research is correct, this is what I found out. Talking about prisoners. Do you know how many prisons we have 
here in the United States. I read that we have 1,821 prisons. Do you know how many jails we have? We have 3,362 jails. We have 942 juvenile correction facilities. Now, if you take all of the men and women and young people in all of the prisons and jails and juvenile correction facilities here in our country, and if you add them all together, we have approximately a total of 2.3 million inmates in our country. We have the largest prison population of anywhere in the entire world, right here in the United States. But when Jesus is talking about bringing good news to the prisoners, I don't think he's only talking about those who are inmates. The word here for prisoners technically means POWs, prisoners of war. But not in the sense that we usually think of prisoners of war. You know, usually when we think of prisoners of war, we think about people, men and women, who have served our country and who have been captured. But again, I think that Jesus is referring to those who are in spiritual bondage to Satan, the ruler of this world. You know, we have so many people in our country who are in bondage to their sins, to their addictions, to chains that they cannot break free of. They are prisoners of Satan. Satan has captured their hearts and their lives. And they are in prisons many times that are without physical bars, but they are in prisons of Satan nonetheless. Jesus brings good news because only Jesus can set us free from the prison house of sin and Satan. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 8. I want to read a scripture to you that just in this past year has become one of my favorite passages. John chapter 8. Now these are the words of Jesus. Beginning in verse 34, it says this. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave or, or a prisoner to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. And then in verse 36, Jesus says, talking about himself, he says, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You see, only Jesus, only true freedom can come through Jesus Christ. He is the one who gave his life and died on the cross and shed his blood to set us free from sin and from Satan. 
So, Jesus brings good news, number one, to the poor. Jesus brings good news, number two, to the prisoners. And then thirdly, we see that Jesus brings good news to the blind. Back in Luke chapter 4, in verse 18, it tells us that Jesus was sent to proclaim recovery of sight for the blind. You know, so often when we read in the Gospels about Jesus, we read about Him healing people who were physically blind. And it's always interesting, I think, to read about those healings because often when Jesus would heal people who had physical blindness, He didn't always do it the same way. But again, I think here in this passage, when Jesus is talking about blindness, I don't think he's just talking about physical blindness, not being able to see with our eyes. But I think he's talking about spiritual blindness. You know, we live in a world that is full of darkness and sin and evil. People are blind to what sin is doing to them. To what Satan is doing. To how Satan and sin are are ruining their lives. But the Bible tells us that Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus came to bring light into the darkness. If you have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 26. Jesus is speaking to the Apostle Paul, and he's talking to Paul about going to the Gentiles, people who were spiritually blind and taking them the light of Christ and the good news of Jesus. In Acts chapter 26, and I'm going to start in about the middle of verse 17, Jesus says this, He says, I am sending you to them to open their eyes. Why? Because they're spiritually blind. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to God. So they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Jesus says to Paul, I want you to go to the Gentiles. They are spiritually blind. I want you to open their eyes. And Jesus says, I want you to turn them from the darkness to the light. I want you to turn them from the power of Satan to the power of God. Jesus came to bring healing to the blind and only the light of Jesus can lead us out of the darkness of sin. But there's one last group that I want us to take a look at. And this might be the group that hits 
the closest to home for many of us. The fourth group that we see is that Jesus came to bring good news to the oppressed. The passage says in verse 18 in Luke 4 that Jesus was sent to release or to set free the oppressed. The word oppressed is really an interesting word. The root idea of the word oppressed means something that is broken in pieces. Something that is shattered. Something that is crushed. Now let me ask you a question. Do you ever feel that way in your life? Do you ever feel broken shattered and crushed by life's problems and life's circumstances? I have to tell you, I have in my life. But I found a passage in Psalm 34 starting in verse 17 that says this. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Now listen to verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. I really like verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Jesus is the only one who can take the broken and shattered and crushed pieces of your life in my life and put us back together again. Jesus came to bring good news or to the prisoners, the blind, and to the oppressed. I can remember Many years ago, and some of you younger people certainly won't remember this, but some of us older ones maybe will. I remember many years ago there was a popular bumper sticker that was on cars that you would see, and I'm pretty sure that it was Christians who put this bumper sticker on their cars, and it just simply said this. It just had four words. It said, Jesus is the answer. Do some of you remember that bumper sticker? Jesus is the answer. Now, I didn't have that bumper sticker. I wish I did. But it said, Jesus is the answer. Now, let me ask you a question. You don't have to raise your hand. Let me ask you. Do you really believe that Jesus is the the answer. You know, I have to say 
that I think that most Christians don't believe that. And here's why. Because if we really believed that Jesus is the answer, then we would live our lives victoriously in Christ. If we really believed that Jesus is the answer, then we would tell others the good news about Jesus. But so often we don't. Is Jesus the answer? Is. Jesus is the one who brings good news into a world that is full of bad. Now, I want to say something to you. I want to share with you something that that maybe, maybe is the most important thing that I will say all morning long. So if you haven't been listening, at least tune in now for just a minute. If you have Jesus, you have everything. If you don't have Jesus... No matter how wealthy you are, no matter how successful you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how prestigious you are, no matter how beautiful you are, if you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. Let me say that just one more time. If you have Jesus... You have everything. If you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. Let me ask you a question. Is something missing in your life? If there is something missing, I know... What it is. I know who it is. Because you see, every one of us, we all have this, this God-sized hole in our hearts. All of us. That only Jesus can fill. We all have this God-sized hole And people turn to all kinds of things to try to fill that emptiness in their lives. Sometimes people turn to their job or their career to try to fill that emptiness in their lives. Sometimes people turn to material possessions to try to fill this emptiness in their lives. Sometimes people turn to relationships. They think that will fill the emptiness in their lives. Sometimes people turn to drugs and alcohol to fill the emptiness. But nothing works. Only Jesus can fill the God-sized hole that we have in our hearts. 
Jesus came to bring good news into a world full of bad news. Let me read to you just one last time the words of Jesus. When he stood up to read in the synagogue, Jesus read these words, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoner and recovery of sight for the blind. To release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You know, as Leonard has mentioned already this morning, you know, we are about to enter into a new year, 2018. And Jesus says in this passage that he read, the scroll of Isaiah, he said that he came to bring good news and he says to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's what I want to do for you this morning. I want to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, Jesus Christ. Remember, if you have Jesus... You have everything. If you don't have Jesus, have nothing. 